Welcome to WWCN, the World Wizard Crystal News. I, Whisker Caster, who speak with shadows and tickles fairies, am your host for tonight. I come with grave news tonight, ladies and creatures. The Lich King has risen in the northern ruins of the abandoned kingdom. Our research team has uncovered an ancient prophecy of his ascent to world domination and turning our life to undeath. And so it is with a heavy heart that I announce for the fourth time this week the end of the world. In lighter news, the famous Ferendo the Bard and the Red Dragon Flaming Death have finally set a date for their anticipated wedding. Everyone who's anyone will be there in three moons time. But don't worry about missing the event of this century because WWCN will be covering the wedding, giving our views a chance to glimpse into a life that they will never have. Speaking of things that we thought we worthless peasants of the Central Kingdom could never have, our strange new king that comes from another world wants to establish a sewage system across the kingdom so that people can, quote, stop dumping their dec- disgusting fluids directly on the streets, end quote. Hearing this news, the loyalist group that used to serve under the previous and more tyrannical king have had this to say. This new king wants to eradicate our way of life. Not only are we insulted by the calling of our fluids disgusting, but we are scared for the future of this kingdom. This new kingdom talks about freedom for its citizens. But are we really free if we cannot throw away our fluids like the gods intended us to do? By flinging it into through the window, hoping it falls on the head of our loud neighbor? Sadly, the gods had no comments to what Mr. Zacharias Gatu said as representative of the Louis Club. And now for the weather with Broglogat. Lord of the third level of hell, summoned by the weak cultists of your world to wreak havoc and destruction to their enemies. I was cursed by blind monks, prisoning me in this pathetic realm to a dull existence, predicting the weather for the enjoyment of worthless mortals. It's going to be warm and sunny all week. Thank you, Brokrogaf, but as I said before, we would like less about your personal life and more about protecting the weather. It's what the executives call being a professional. But enough about that, because we have some breaking news from one of our goblin crews on scene at the Glitch King's castle, giving us an update. What do you see, Gruff? Hello, Whisker, we are live at the castle of pure evil where the Lich King is preparing his world conquering. We are walking its dark and gloomy corridors and the floor is presently covered in bones. Oh. Wait, I think I hear some fighting in the next room. Let's get a little closer and uh... Oh, oh my god! Seems like the group of the Lynchers are fighting the Undead Overlord. Seems that the first to die was a group's bard that tried to seduce the monster and was gutted right off the bat. Oh, oh no. 
Now the undead king has raised him to use him as a meat shield against the warrior's attacks. This is not looking good for our trio adventurers. And the Lich King is dead. The wizard threw a fireball and reduced the threat to ashes. So back to you, Whisker. Ah, fireball. Always a classic. What can't you solve with a gigantic sphere made of fire? Seems like another apocalypse threat has been resolved thanks to a group of power-hungry homeless people. Stay tuned because when we come back, we talk about the 10 easy steps to write a prophecy. Hey you! Yes you! No, not you! You! Do you wish you could be an adventurer but know you would die immediately if you tried? Well, what better way to live your impossible dream by buying the junk adventurers find in their travels? I've been buying anything and everything that psychotic hoarders have been collecting in their adventures. I'm on the edge of bankruptcy, so come on down to the Palace of Abandoned Treasures. Enchanted mistakes, low-quality equipment, and wolf pelts galore. Everything must go, especially if I want to still have a home by the end of the week. So don't just stand there, come by and buy my useless junk that adventurers sold me for ridiculous prices. And we are back! I'm presently with our guest, Sulika Tiva, the Oracle of the West. Together we will go over the 10 steps to write a prophecy. Welcome to the show, Miss Tiva. Thank you for having me, Mr. Castor. It is my pleasure to have such an honored guest on our show, so please tell us a bit of what an oracle is. Well, being an oracle is very similar to being a novelist, where you write a story using your imagination, but instead of you write a destiny using the inspiration of the gods. Inspiration of the gods, hmm, can you explain that? It's actually step one, two, three of writing a prophecy. See, you need to be attuned to the gods. First you light some candles around a nice hot bath. Then you commune with the gods with a little prayer while slipping in the water. And of course you finish by consuming a bunch of drugs as you spill the warm blood of a sacrificial lamb. Ah, yes. Of course, nothing better than a nice hot bath mixed with the blood of a fresh sacrifice. It always takes the edge off after a long week. So what about the other steps? It must be more than just relaxing the mind. Right you are, because this is when we come back to our novelist concept. As an artist, you would think of what story you want to tell. Well, with an oracle, you want to decide what destiny you want to determine. It's funny because newbies always start with the apocalyptic prophecies. That's why there's so many of them. Which is sad, really, because it's always doom and gloom, but never about where to find the world's best sandwich. Well, I know that if I was going to write something as so important as a prophecy, I would like to know how and when the world would end. Which comes to my next question about why the world hasn't ended with so many prophecies of the end of the world. Isn't a prophecy technically fate? Well, actually, 
Ooh, that's all the time we have for our amazing guest, Sulika Tiva, the Oracle of the West. If all of you still want to learn all 10 steps, you can buy her book, Prophecies and You. We will be back after these messages. We live in a time where women can be powerful warriors that can literally save the world and be in equal footing with their male adventurers. And now, with our new collection of bikini armor, they can do it in style. Forget trying to seduce your colleagues with your merits and actions. You can now do it without saying a word with bikini armor. So light, so easy to put on, so sexy. What else would you need for armor for? Bikini armor, sold in every blacksmith shop near you. Each page sold separately. Bikini armor is not responsible for any wounds or nip slips in or out of battle. News travels fast in an age of crystal magic, and the rising of the Lich King incident have already caused a protest in the United Kingdom of the Free People of the East. People have gathered in front of the Palace of the Council of Three as pressure to outlaw the use of the dark magics of necromancy. In the East, you don't need to be registered to be able to raise the undead, and the components needed are easy to come by in any shop. Protesters wish to restrict how accessible this morally questionable form of magic, so that incidents like today might happen less often. But just like coins, there are two sides to this debate. Maybe even more if we go with dimensional coins. Some people say that being able to use necromancy is a fundamental right, and very useful to keep adventurers from destroying your things in search for rubies. I have, in a telepathic link, one of the leaders of the United Kingdom the Free People of the East, Bubra Karan. Hello and welcome to the show. I would like to start with the question in everyone's mind. What position do you have regarding the necromancy issue? Hello, Whiska. That's the question that everyone should have right now. Should necromancy be so accessible? Or should we follow the ways of the other kingdoms to restrict its use? It's a very complicated question that could greatly affect many aspects of our incredible kingdom. There are arguments on each side to consider very carefully. So thank you, Whisker. Thank you to have the courage to ask the hard and important questions. Um, well... Uh... Well, you're, you're, you're welcome. <clears throat> Some citizens have come up with creative ways to make the use of zombies more safe in people's homes. One popular option have been creating a lot of talk over it. Ah, yes. The lockbox option, where you keep the zombie in a lock case in your tome and magical supplies in another to not only keep away from your kids, but also to reduce the chances of accidentally creating a zombie king. Oh, so you know of it. What do you think of this option? It could be a good first step as a compromise for both sides of this debate. We are presently researching the good ideas and even the bad ideas that our precious citizens have offered us. But uh, these sort of things take time, and so I cannot offer my opinion before we have the official information. 
which we estimate around one to ten years from now. Really? That fast? I can see this is a very big priority for you as one of the Council of Three right now. So I will let you continue with your very important work to your kingdom. Thank you for coming on the show and clearing everything up for our viewers. It is my pleasure, Whisker, and... Well, duty cows. <laughs> when we come back, our weather predicting demon, Broklogaf, will be talking to us about the Grand Tournament of Heroes, currently live in the Desert Kingdom of the South. <coughs> After a long battle fighting the forces of evil, you sometimes get stabbed. Warm, scarlet fluids come rushing out. Vision starts to dim as your life starts to flash before your eyes. And that's when... New drink, a nice, cold, refreshing healing potion. Ah, can't beat that awesome and magical taste of healing potion. Buy a case to share with other dying friends. Healing potion comes in many different flavors. Cherry, mango, apple, blue, and... Classic Original. Well, our new segment is almost over, but don't you worry, because we did not forget our nerdy viewers wishing to know what's what with the sports. In the Desert Kingdom of the South, we have the biannual Grand Tournament of Heroes, where groups of adventurers participate in deadly challenges for a chance for God-tier equipment. It is becoming a tradition for WWCN to consult our weather-predicting Broglogaf to see who he thinks will win this lethal sporting event. But before we do that, let's take a look for our live footage of the tournament grounds where one of our goblin crews are presently exploring the place. How you doing, Rut? Well, Mr. Caster, I don't want to complain, but we could be doing a little better right now. We were captured on our way here, and now we are being moved towards the Colosseum, where we will be fighting to the death with one of the participating groups. Ladies and creatures, we have an incredible and dedicated team of expendable goblins risking their lives for this once-in-a-lifetime exclusive, giving us a real look to what is supposed to be one of the deadly trials. Well, Mr. Caster, as you can see, our clothes and positions have been taken before dumping us in the middle of the arena. And now we're being given crude weapons. Uh, I don't see any signs of the group of heroes tasked to kill us. Oh, wait, wait, I... I see a gate at the opposite end opening. I think... Yes? Yes! I can see them now. It's the group called Hot to the Touch. They might be the most four most attractive adventurers of the competition. Armed to the thief, they are presently waving at the cheering crowd. Well, what are you waiting for? Go towards them to ask them a few questions. Uh, yes, of course, Mr. Caster. Excuse me. Excuse me. 
Miss, uh, Miss Calendar Spine Splitter, may we ask you a few questions before we start? Uh, as we approach the crew, they seem to be taking more of a defensive position. Uh, they might not have heard of me. Oh, God! Ruby was split in half! Run! Run! Oh, no! We're surrounded! <coughs> well, ladies and creatures, it seems like... It is the end for me. Please, tell my... Sorry to cut you there, Rat. But you know network policy, no personal message while we are on the air. But thank you for this exciting look to this new adventuring team. We wish them the best of luck in the upcoming challenges because they can't all be as easy as slaughtering a goblin news crew. This incredible event will be ongoing for 14 days. So if you want to spectate, there are still tickets available. Just be warned that the first five rows are considered splash notes. As promised, we will now ask the Lord of the Third Hell Dimension, Brogdogaf, his prediction of who will win the 109th edition of the Grand Tournament of Heroes. I, Brogdogaf, used to know of the pleasures that came from killing the helpless. I used to feed the entrails of my victims to their family members. I drank the tears of the newly made orphans and listened to the intoxicating melody of their wails. It is with agonizing displeasure that I help empathetic beings with my incredible predicting powers. And yet, I am bound by my curse and must do as they say. I see a group of Amazonian warriors bathing in the blood of their competition until they encounter a challenge of traps and pitfalls. The surviving member will look back in horror as she sees her sisters die one by one. Powerless, unable to do anything to save them. She will never be the same as she grabs her painted reward. Well, there you have it folks, Brogogaf is predicting that the group called Bikini Armor Forever will win this amazing event. I personally think that the classic wizards stand a chance, but I might be a little biased towards them. Well, this has been another eventful week for WWCN, but it is always a pleasure to report it. See you next time, ladies and creatures. Brought to you by WWCN. The World Wizard Crystal News.